What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. That's the 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Announced some main changes to the lineup for the second weekend of the festival. First, headliner Frank Ocean will not be returning for weekend two. Did you uh, guys he hear what out. happened? Yeah, he, he pulled out because, well, they're saying he pulled out because of an ankle injury, but other people are like, no, it's just because his, his performance was a complete disaster. Well, I heard he so. like showed up like an hour plus late to his performance. Yep. He only did like yep. five songs. He was not yep. even using. People said that they couldn't recognize any of the songs because they didn't sound anything like the studio recording. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, it kind of seemed more like uh, like Coachella kind of kicked them out, kind of seemed well, like. He, he did cost them a lot of money because you get fined for every minute that you go past the curfew. So his hour, him being an hour late also was a problem. The whole thing is a big mess. But anyway, um, they've got Blink-182 listed as the second to last performer of the, the closing night, which is Sunday. And then the closing act is listed as TBD right now. They have a surprise act as the oh. closer for, for Coachella, which is kind of a big deal, you know. So, yeah, a lot of changes. will be interesting. Was right, that that is what? Was who? PMH? I don't even know who that is. That yeah, is somebody what? posted. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Somebody posted that. I don't know who that is. Okay. Uh, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. That's the 90 minutes from wherever you are. So, Perk didn't answer, Linz, if you want to text him and let him know we're calling. Um, I, Perk has been busy, by the way. I mean, my goodness, he's been on, like, Every uh, ESPN show there is. I mean, he was on Pardon the Interruption. He was on SportsCenter. Yeah. He's been on everything, and he seems like he's here in L.A., George. Yeah, he is in L.A. I saw him uh, earlier today when I was flying over here on NBA Today. You know who else was on NBA Today today? Tell me. Mace, one of Mason's rivals. Now one of your rivals, too, now that I think about it. Who that? McMinimum? Kurt Sandoval. Oh, Sandoval. What was he doing on? Talking about the Clippers. Oh, and this was on NBA Today? Yeah, on ESPN. Oh really? Yeah. How about that? Well, I mean, they've listen, had Fu- they've had Rob Fugazaki on as well. Um, you know, they, the little, little synergy there. You know, mm-hmm, a little Disney mm-hmm. love. Yeah. ABC Seven. I would not say that Kurt Sandoval is a rival of mine. Well, you've trashed him and his ability to catch a ball that you gave up uh, a yam to. It is not that I've trashed him. I've simply spoken the truth. That Beto hit a pop fly, and Kurt had the ball in his glove and Kurt fell backwards over the fence and dropped the ball on the way down because he didn't focus. And had he caught that ball, we still might have won. But as it turns out, I did, I acknowledge, give up a walk-off home run to Beto Duran. However, it was Kurt Sandoval who should have made the catch. That's all I'm saying. So I don't know if that's called, do you you call that trashing or do you call that telling it like it is? I mean, you should have pitched better. Fair point. You know, I was run down at this at this stage of the game, George. We didn't have well, a that bullpen. Sounds, sounds like some excuse making to me. Well, it is excuse making. Make no mistake. Yeah, I am making an excuse, and I'm also taking it and I'm putting it on somebody other than me. Yeah. When we get to the softball game, maybe we'll do it again, and uh, I don't, maybe I'll find a real pitcher this time, not me. Right. Maybe, maybe you could Ron pitch Mitch- this summer, Ron Mitchell. Nah, I don't want Ron Mitchell. I don't like the fact that he pitched for the opposing team last year. Yeah. So he's out on on my team, as far as I'm concerned. Maybe it'll be your team this summer. Uh, Laura, what did you say? Oh, Perk's there. Big Perk. Perk. Big Perk. Perk. Yeah. Perk. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, you still got that honey somewhere? Uh, you know, here in LA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 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 you know what? After the after the fact, I feel like my producers. I feel like Greg Fonseca and Mike Goldfarb set me up, not with the actual whole setup because I came up with the idea if you you know, pull the honey on me is gonna attract more bass. But I just didn't know it was gonna happen to be that picture of Dylan Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> I like when you said Perk, I like when you were you were saying, Man, I don't even like holding this picture of Dylan Brooks, man. This don't even well, feel good to me. Absolutely, man, at all. Well why? I mean listen, Dylan Brooks is taking advantage of the opportunity afforded to him to be playing against LeBron James. And Sedano here has convinced me that LeBron is actually torching Dylan Brooks, maybe so statistically, but Brooks is winning kind of the, I would call it the the perception game because he's in LeBron's face and he's not backing down. I think LeBron is going to wind up dropping 40 on him, Perk. What do you think? Well, well, I think this. You could be in somebody's face and still get your ass kicked. That don't mean nothing. All he's doing... (laughs) so. When I 
So when I think about Dylan Brooks, I'm like, okay, one, it wasn't a smart move. This is chess, not checkers. You're about to hit the road. You are. You don't know if you're going to have your superstar player, John Morant. Why in the world, out of all people, do you want to mess with LeBron James? Now, in games one and two, in my opinion, LeBron really been letting them off the hook. Shooting threes, he's averaging about eight three-point shot attempts a game. He's only getting to the line four times a game. I guarantee you on Saturday night is going to be a different story. And to see, well, another thing people don't realize is LeBron is from the same thing all of us are sitting on, the mud from Akron, Ohio. So you get fooled sometimes by the Space Jam movies and, and things to that nature and how he's a public iconic figure and a role model. But LeBron James got pride. LeBron James walking his house and Bronny and Bryce are telling him, hey, man, what you going to do? What you going to do? Savannah telling them that. And, boy, Dylan Brooks just don't know what he didn't got himself into. I'm, <laughs> I'm, expecting, I'm expecting at least 40. If, I don't get, if, if it ain't 40, it's going to be one of those 30, 12, and 16 type performances. Okay, now, 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 Perk, you're speaking my language because I don't think he needs to do 40 because you, of all people, know you've known LeBron James as you were young men playing in the AAU circuit and you mm-hmm. guys played together and you were teammates and all that. But LeBron James is at his best when the stat line looks like 32, 12, and 16. Mm-hmm. When you get that stat line, you know it's a victory. That's what I think LeBron needs to do to Dylan Brooks. Oh, absolutely. And that's what he's going to do. And he's going to make sure – because majority of those assists are going to be to Anthony Davis for live dunks and pick and pops because he's going to make sure AD gets going. But, uh, you know, it's Dylan Brooks being Dylan Brooks. And you know what? I can't even fault him. You know why? Because it's part of being a competitor, but you have to be a smart competitor as well. Well, and I look at it this way, Perk. He's just Diet Draymond out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not even as clever as Lance Stevenson was back in the day. Right, absolutely. But but he's also know he knows it's not Durant, it's not Kawhi, it's LeBron, and I can make my name going after LeBron. So I, I also get where he's coming from in all this. I got no problem with it at all. So, Perk, you talk about Anthony Davis. You know, he got elbowed in the eye. Then he got swatted by a guy about seven inches shorter than him. I'm just wondering what you think, if anything, those two things meant to the way A.D. played last night. A.D. just have those nights. And that's the problem with A.D. Like, taking those nights off, four for 14, not really being aggressive. Even on his off night, A.D. should never leave the floor without 20 and 10 on an off night especially the way the game is being played. And with his skill set, length, and athleticism, is zero excuses. That's just a lack of focus. He's going to be ready, but again, it got to be more consistent. It got to be more consistent. And it takes AD, I don't know why, for something to piss him off, like us talking about him in the media, for, go, for him to go out and play with this sense of urgency and this certain type of passion. So, Perk, Kendrick Perkins with us here. Of course, you can see him all over the family of networks here on ESPN, but mostly on NBA Today. Although, he, he as Cap pointed out, Perk, you've been doing the rounds today. We're, just today. Happy, we're happy you're here because we – PTI, NBA right. Today, Sports, Sports, Center. Sports Center. I mean, yep. good Lord. You gonna, Are you going to show up on the hockey coverage too today? <laughs> hey, 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 whatever – look, wherever the game of basketball takes me. Okay, we love that. We love that. Now, Perk, I got a quick qu- just. I just want a quick answer on this, and then I have a question because I, I want to ask you real quick about Kawhi and the Clippers. And but I have last- one very important thing that I must ask Perk about before he leaves. Go ahead. Okay, but the who wins this? How do, do the Lakers win this series? And if so, in how many games? The Lakers win in six. Okay, there it is. Now the Lakers, Cl- the Lakers win in six. Okay, now how how much trouble are the Clippers in with this Kawhi mess? They're not. They're not. I feel like Kawhi Leonard will be back for game four. I also feel like 
the Suns better be prepared because this Clipper team, they still got a lot of weapons, and they playing with house money. And Ty Lue is one of the best coaches in the game. So with that being said, do not walk into this game thinking something is going to be easy because it could be one of those games where you can get upset. There you go. All right, go, Cap. Ask Perk what you want to ask him. Hey, Perk, so I know you're a breeder of French Bulldogs, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I've got one. He's eight years old. This dog loves to chase people around the neighborhood. He likes to bite. It's very strange. He's like, most Frenchies are really, really nice. My guy is mean. I've been giving him little CBD treats recently. Are you pro the CBD treats? Can you say, am, am I what? Are you pro, are you for giving my Frenchie CBD treats? It seems to have chilled him out. I'm all for it. I'm also all for giving him another type of treatment, which I'll call and tell you about it on the side. Okay. <laughs> that I also chill about. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You got you get perk on the side there, Kevin. Hey, hey, uh, maybe listen, maybe on four twenty, maybe I think I know where we might be going. You yeah, know what I'm saying? There you go. Right. There you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> all right, Perk, before we let you go, do the Warriors get game three? No. No. Oh, wow. They don't have a like Tell him, perk. we Tell want here, here's why. Everybody want them to. Everybody expect them to. Everybody expects Steph or Clay to have this this crazy performance. Stay at home, man. This Sacramento Kings team is good. Tell him, tell him, Perk. And for the first, and for the first time, the Golden State Warriors are outmatched. Styles make fights, and they don't fit Sacramento's style, and they're not going anywhere. And and there's a lot of physicality in this series. The officials have let it go, and that does not help the Warriors, as you know. So much that you hear J.J. crying about it. <laughs> Leave, my J.J. About it. Leave my guy J.J. alone. Leave my guy J.J. alone. Do your thing, Perk. Do your thing, Perk. I love J.J., but this is what I'm telling you. My thing is, is this. We cannot take away from how – the Kings are playing physical yeah. and smart at the same time. Right. Yeah. No, I, I feel you. Um, I got JJ. I'm in Minnesota, Perk. I'm going to see him tomorrow and be like, yo, Perk says you're crying about the Warriors, dog. I'm going to tell him just like that. He, he going to laugh. He going <laughs> to laugh at all. <laughs> hey, Perk, you in town I, next week? You you around next week? Are you still in L.A.? I am. Dude, I am. I'll you be got... here from Tuesday to Friday. Oh, because you know Tuesday George, to Friday. George and I will be in studio together, LA Live Tuesday next week. You should come in studio, my man. Perk, here's I'm what you do. I'm gonna be in already. I might as well just stay. Yeah. Okay, Perk. I'll, after your show, we'll go grab lunch and then we'll bring you over. All right. Cool. Sounds good. All right, Big Perk. You're the best, brother. Thank All you right. so much. Much love. All, All right, then. Later. Much love. Thanks for having. There he is, Big Perk. I love that Perk thinks that Sacramento is going to win tonight in San Francisco over Golden State. I'd love to see it. We'll see. It's going to be fascinating to see. All right. Coming up next, Cappy, you and I, I want to get back into this D'Lo thing. I do want to get into this Kawhi thing. Yeah, let's even though get Perk, to there. Because I, I, I actually, I'm not as... Um, you know, I, I, I'm not as positive about it as Perk. So let's touch on this on the other side. We're back in two minutes. But first, Cappy. Yep. Oh, actually, you know what? I don't have a live read here. Sorry. Oh, then, I was gonna... then, then not first, Cappy. No, I was going to do that. I thought I had a live read here, but I don't. So let's just go to break and be back in two minutes. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. 
Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Uh, uh, uh. I'm looking forward to going to an islands. I need to get to an islands. I'm an island boy. Yeah, I'm an island boy. I I text Perk. I wrote him, thank you, my brother. Appreciate you. We'll see you next week. And he says, you already know, my brother. It's all love. It's all love. I mean, 100% all love. That's it. There's no hate. Not like even an ounce of hate. It's all love. Yeah. You know, he texted me back and said, anytime. And I mean that. And I mean that. It's all love. He's the best. Yeah. Dude, I hope and he comes into the studio on Tuesday because I'm going to bring it in all over him. Well, and he's going to give you on the side what you can do for your dog. Right. Chill him out. Right. You know, I, again, I think I, I know I, what it is. I think I took from Perk like a little giggle that said, yo, my brother, it's 420. You know what to do to that dog. I think. We should ask him to bring one of his Frenchies in. Or, well, I don't think he's going to bring the Frenchie all the way oh, from yeah. Texas. Yeah. Hey, you never know. Or maybe I could bring my Frenchie and he could he could show me what to do. Yeah. So, big perk. It's all but love, What if your dog. dog poops on the carpet or something, though? I'll clean it up. I'll pick it up. Mm. No, you I won't. Mind. Yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, I would. I, I got plastic bags, Lindsay Baseball. Um, how, <laughs> okay. how jealous do you think Mason is of Kurt Sandoval being on NBA Today today? How jealous? Like ten, if if ten is like he he's just gonna you know go nuts, mm-hmm. or one not he doesn't even register. Mm-hmm. Like where do you think he is? Well, let me ask you something. Did Kurt Sandoval go into the ESPN studios? Was he an in studio yeah. guest? Yeah, yeah, he okay. was sitting right across from Malika. Okay, I just wonder because you know if he was zooming, it might no, not. No, no this Invited is in studio. In. And Fugazaki has also been there before. That Malika Andrews man, she's something else. She is amazing. She's very- very talented, yes. Talented and gorgeous. So I would say it probably bothers Mason. I'm going to call it an 8.2. Okay. I'm building in a little bit of space for him not knowing that Sandoval was on, and therefore it might not bother him as much, but then you and I talk about it. Yeah. It probably really upset him. Lindsay, I gave you two numbers for Sandoval. Can you check which one is the one? Yes. So that way, because uh, I want to get Mason and Sandoval on together later if we can. Okay. Mason, I, I tried to see if he'd come on now, but he's cutting his hair. He says he's sitting in the chair. Well, he's not cutting his hair. He's got somebody else cutting his well, hair. Well, right. Someone is cutting his hair at the moment. It right. yes. sounded like you said he was cutting his own hair, like he had a floby or something. Well, no, no floby. <laughs> not like, uh, you know. Wayne's World. Right. Exactly. That's what I was thinking of. But let's talk about the Clippers for a second here. Okay, let's do it. I, now, look, I think what Perk said made sense. Ty Lue, you know how I feel about Ty Lue. I think Ty Lue is the best schematic uh, schematics coach in, in the Western Conference. And you, I you, think you he's kind of arguably feel like, the best. You feel like Ty Lue is to basketball coaches in the NBA what Andrew Friedman is to front office executives in Major League Baseball. Uh, it's close, yeah. I, I think Ty is great. And I think that you know Perk nailed it on that. I just think, though, and they do have a lot of weapons on this team, probably too many, to be honest with you. I think that's part of the problem. But I just think that without Kawhi, could they stun them? Yeah, if they hit 23s or something crazy like that, sure. Of course, it could happen. It's a one-game scenario. Um, But I just worry about Kawhi. And I know it's not the same leg. I get that. And that he played through it in game two. It happened in game one. And I remember the play it happened in game one because he kind of limped for a little bit as he was walking around um, and then shook it off. But I, if you're missing game three, like I'm, I'm not – I'm not 
secure enough to feel like he won't miss more games in this series. Right. Perk made think, it seem like, like as if, hey, it's an automatic. He'll be back for game four. No automatic. No, and, and he may be back for game four, but I don't mean just game four. I mean like the rest of the series, right? Yeah. Because do I think the Clippers could steal one without Kawhi? Sure. I, I just said so. So, yeah. But I don't think they could steal two without Kawhi. I actually think they're going to get destroyed tonight. Um, I think that when you win a game on the road – Without Paul George, that's a great victory for your team. When you are in the next game and, you know, Phoenix wins because, you know, they, they come firing back. Okay, fine. You, you left there 1-1. The Clippers probably felt better about their 1-1 split against Phoenix than the Lakers probably feel about their 1-1 split. But when you don't have Paul George and you're relying on Kawhi and now you don't have Kawhi, who do you suppose is going to try and do something tonight? Who who now, without two top scorers, who, who's going to try and take on that role tonight? Who do you suspect? Because hmm, I'll give I you would, a name right away. Uh, I would probably say Russell Westbrook. There you go. So now, here's what's going to happen. Russell Westbrook, uh, a 3-for-19 kind of guy, is going to be like, well, there's no Kawhi and there's no Paul George. So bring it to me. I'll handle but, things. But, 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 Russell Westbrook will be surrounded by shooters. So if Russell Westbrook can do the thing Russell Westbrook has done in his career, which is get into the paint, he's got guys. He can win one game. Like, I'm not – my question is not just game three. It's can they win more than one game without Kawhi because – I, while Perk seems more confident he's going to play the rest of the series, I, I just can't go there considering his history. Yeah, yeah. And listen, here's the other thing. You know who I, I kind of think of when when this sort of thing happens? Everybody's talked about Kawhi this season. And, you know, again, this whole phrase, load management, right? And he's he's played a lot in the second half of the season. Because they were very specific with how they wanted to use him, right? And like, ramp him up, right. Exactly. And now look where we are yet again. Now, once again, after taking your time, not putting miles on the tires in the first half of the season, ramping him up to where he's playing great ball here, heading into the playoffs, and now yet again, Kawhi Leonard has some sort of an injury that's going to keep him out of tonight's game. So I think to myself, you know, poor Anthony Davis in that. Anthony Davis gets destroyed all the time. Barkley calls him street clothes. We all have this terrible habit of thinking he's hurt and the season's over every time he hits the deck and grimaces in pain. And yet, a guy like Anthony Davis has battled through this season, and a guy like Kawhi, yet again, when you absolutely got to have him, the Clippers don't have him. I'm not saying they won't, but I'm with you, George. I don't know because of his injury history. And yet, we don't have that same feeling towards Kawhi that we do towards AD, and I'm not sure it's fair. Well, I, I would tell you the biggest difference that, and Ramona Shelburne reported this when he was still with the Spurs, his leg injury, not the one he injured this time around, but the other leg injury, is a like deteriorating thing. Like It's not ever going to get better. Anthony Davis doesn't have any of those kinds of injuries. Like Anthony Davis's injuries have been multiple injuries, different kinds of body parts or whatever, but the Kawhi Leonard leg injury is a degenerative injury like right, it's but what he's dealing with right worse. now but but his knee injury right now but that's that's too, that's a pretty big difference is what i would tell you yeah but is is his knee no injury... what he's dealing with right now is a knee sprain right, right. like yeah it's, yeah it's not but the, the... but when you but think about this okay if you have a knee sprain i don't remember which is the one with the degenerative issue i don't know if it's left or right but let's just say right for an example okay Let's say the right leg is the degenerative leg issue, right? That's never going to get better. That's only going to continue to get worse as he plays basketball and and as life goes on. If he sprained his left knee, what is your natural inclination for your body to do in that scenario? Well, I know exactly what you're getting at, but... Which is to lean on the other leg, which he can't do as much because he has a degenerative issue. So it's not the same thing. No, no. All, but but the end result is the end result. He either can or can't play when right, the team but, needs but him. But there's nuance to this conversation. It's all not I'm just because is, one guy misses games and the other guy misses games. It's the same thing. No, but what I'm I saying is one guy what, gets killed. 
One guy gets destroyed for you know it all what? the time. Listen, you and Tim in OC in yeah, the Sedano and Cap circle of trust yeah. can go to hell. Okay? What are you talking about? What is Tim, a, Tim in the OC? Go you don't tell hell. Tim in the OC to go to hell. Go to hell. You don't tell Tim in the OC to go to hell, George. You go to hell. No, no, Tim no, no. Tim in the OC, go no, to hell. No, no, don't do that Everybody to Tim in the go OC. To hell. Let me tell you something right now. Tim in the OC has had your back you know so what? many times, you and now what? you're going to tell Tim and the OC to go to hell? Not you know cool, what? George. You and Tim and the OC, you know no, what you sir. both are? No, sir. You know what you both are? Tell me. You're gutless! Oh, my God! How dare you go after Tim and the OC? That would be like you going after uh, Greg in the PV. Greg in the PV is a fine man. Yeah, yeah. So says the guy who runs the burner account. Yeah, right. Tim in the OC. How could you do this to Tim in the OC? How could you do such a thing? Uh, I can tell you that Greg in PV is definitely not me. (laughs) What did Tim in the OC say, by the way? He was saying what you said. Oh, Anthony Davis always gets the grief. Why doesn't Kawhi get the grief? Yeah, why doesn't he? I just explained it to you. Nah, I'm not buying that. Degenerative something. Wait. Degenerative something? Right. No, it's a degenerative leg condition. That's what he's got. He's got an injury <laughs> down to the core to his bones. Well, hey, listen. I mean, if you when actually you read something every once in a while, you know, you would have known Ramona reported that years ago. All right. Well, it's got to be something more specific than degenerative leg something or other. I don't remember the specifics of what the injury was. She you didn't wrote read it. it. You didn't read the article then. You didn't I read mean, it. it was like four years ago. You say you have a photographic memory. What happened? Laura says we got to wrap. Tim in the OC, I'm with you, man. If not, if we don't rap, we're both going to hell. Oh. Radio Tinder's next. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Thanks, Christopher. Yeah, happy birthday, Dad. I know he always listens, so I wanted to give him a uh, shout-out ha- today. Happy birthday, Daddy Baseball. Yeah, happy birthday. 70 is a big one. Like, that's, you know, 70. Like, that's a big deal, right? Aqualung. I got him uh, Jethro Tall tickets, too, by the way, for his birthday present. Really? When's Jethro Tall playing? Oh, they're going on a tour in uh, starting, I guess, in the summertime. So he lives in Chicago, so he's going to the Chicago show in a... Uh, August. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so yeah, happy birthday, Dad. And like like Chris said, without you, happy there's no Lindsay Baseball. Happy birthday to you. Nice. I know. My dad's about to turn 75. I'm trying to think to myself, do I need to be there? Like, I mean, it's a milestone birthday. Should I go home for that? You know, like to my parents? Yeah. If you can. I would love to go home for my dad's birthday, but I'm going to see him, you know, later next month. But yeah, mm. you should, Cappy. Yeah, maybe I or will. fly him out here. Just don't fly him on spirit. Well, actually, that's a great idea. He don't care. Or the He's breezy. Oh, oh, the breezy okay. airlines would be good. Yeah, breezy. All, All right, right guys, so let's... I'm going to start off with some baseball info because there's a lot of stuff going on in baseball over the past day or two. Max Show Scherzer's gutless. Of course. 
Yeah, he's, sure he's gutless. gutless. <laughs> we'll get to him in a second because I don't know. I don't think I don't know if he's so gutless. I might be. I might uh, disagree with you guys on that. But Shohei Otani, of mm-hmm. course, he's in his last year of his contract with the Angels, and he's expected to sign the most lucrative contract ever in the history of pro sports. Well, our good friend Jeff Passan reported today that even if the Angels hold on to Otani through the season, that he will quote definitely leave in the off season if the Angels make the playoffs, miss the playoffs. So my question to you guys is, do you think that the Angels are going to make the playoffs this year? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Uh, I haven't looked at the AL West. Give me one second. I mean, it's early anyway, but... You're going to make a decision based on 20 games? I th- well, I just yeah, I think they're what- like a game or two over 500 right now. I want to see what the rest of the division looks like, if they're like jumped out or not. Um, Texas, they made a lot of improvements... Are they sustainable? I mean, Houston's not going to be under 500 for that long. Seattle's also, I mean, they're a good team, but they can make a bounce. They could have like a down year after having a playoff season. Um, I think they'll be in the wild card mix. I don't, I think they're going to be in the wild card mix for a while. So it'll, it'll, honestly, the Angels, I think, are going to have to make a tough call because if they're, let's just say that for, you know, July, whatever it is, 31st, right, is the trade deadline. Um, let's say that they are three or four games back. Do you trade Shoy Otani at that point? I mean, they're only two now, right? So let's just say, for argument's sake, they're less than five. Would you make that deal? I mean, I would because I'd be trying to set up the future of my organization and I wouldn't want to put that much money into just one guy. You know, it just gets back to Lindsay's question. Do you really think the Angels are going to be in the playoff hunt? They're sitting here at 9 and 10 through the first, you know, 19 games. And I just don't. I mean, I, I just, you know, I, I don't think they will be. So if I'm wrong, then obviously a decision's got to be made. But if I'm right, which I don't really care that much about being right, I'd much rather see the Angels actually be successful. If the Angels are not in the playoff mix, you got to make this move at some point. Yeah. You can't let him walk for nothing. Oh, no, I'm with you. But I, I think that if it's not clear cut, I think that's where things get dicey. I, I, will, I will say this. Houston is obviously the best team in the division. They have been. Uh, Texas is much improved. They've got themselves a big-time manager now. Uh, they've gone out and gotten a lot of free agent talent. Seattle is better than what their record is, at least based on last season. It's going to be very, very hard for the Angels to find themselves in the playoff mix, even the wild card mix. Be my guess. Yeah, I think they might be. I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I think they could be in the wild card mix. You know, maybe. So we'll hey, see. listen, I actually hope you're right. It'd be a lot of fun if uh, if the Dodgers were you know competing and doing well, and the Angels were all of a sudden like you know a realistic playoff possible team. And let's see what happens with San Diego this year. I mean. Southern California Major League Baseball baseball could be very exciting. Yeah, what's up with Slam Diego over there? Hasn't been this the kind of start they expected, I can tell you that, but their boy Tatis is coming back tonight. Yeah, he's yeah. back tonight, so you know everything's going to all of a sudden get fixed, right? Well, I'd say Tatis coming back today and then Musgrove making it back on Saturday. I mean, Oh, all Mus all Musgrove, all uh, hotiers over there, Readiers. Right. Well, hey, listen. They have such a good lineup, and like they still have like stunk. You know, Juan Soto's been terrible. Yep. Xander Bogarts has been better than advertised. Yeah. Machado hasn't really done anything spectacular yet. Tatis is just coming back. Bottom of the order has been horrible. Whatever. Yeah. You know that Tatis said that he's better than ever now after this uh, suspension that he served. What do you think about that, Kepi? He should be. I mean, he's he's got his shoulder repaired. He's got his wrist repaired. Hasn't played in five hundred plus days. 200-plus games. I mean, yeah, should be. We'll yeah. see. All right, All right well, what, what's next? speaking of baseball, uh, the Oakland A's have signed a binding agreement to purchase land for a new retractable roof ballpark in Las Vegas because, you know, I they're not that. able to build a new venue in the Bay Area. The A's said that they hope to break ground by next year, and they're going to hope to be moved into their new home by 2027. So Oakland's mayor did say this morning that keeping the A's in Oakland is still not completely out of the question. So... I want to ask you guys, are the A's done in Oakland, and do you like the idea of that franchise moving to Las Vegas? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? Uh, yes, they're done in Oakland. Yes, I like the idea of the A's in Vegas. And just to be clear, I hate when teams move. I hate when teams that are really part of a community move, but the A's have the same problem the Raiders had. Their ownership doesn't want to build their own stadium, 
and the people of Oakland don't want to build stadiums for ultra wealthy team owners, and I don't yep. blame them. Yeah. So when you have you know six thousand people at a game in a crappy old stadium, you got to ask yourself, what are we going to do? And so if the Raiders have already gone to Vegas, and Vegas is a growing sports scene with an NHL team and who knows, eventually an NBA team and all the big fights and, and, and MMA, baseball's going to get there. Somebody's going to get there. If I were the A's, I'd be making this move as much as I don't like it. Yeah, I agree with Cappy. I swipe right. I think, Or I guess swipe. What am I swiping? Are they staying in Oakland? Is that what you asked? No, they're leaving. No, no. What did she do, ask? Do you, think, do you think they're done in Oakland? Oh, yeah, swipe uh, right. I think they're done in Oakland. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I think Vegas wants to be the sports capital, right? Uh, they want to make sure to keep getting Super Bowls and big events, um, and having more sports there is going to do it. Everybody, you know, wants to make a vacation and a trip out of that. Now, it's in, in the summertime, there's already plenty of people doing pool parties in Vegas or whatever, and, you know, they could catch a ball game in a dome. You know what I mean? Like, it's just another thing to do while you're there. Uh, in Vegas. So I, I think it makes sense. 2027 sounds uh, like it's far away, but it's not. It's right around the corner. And it'll actually give Oakland an opportunity to compete um, in a way where they where Billy Bean doesn't have to pinch every penny. You know, it's funny. Um, it's kind of ironic of the timing of this because I just saw these posts over the past like two days about how like the yes announcers uh, with the Yankees actually had to be moved to an auxiliary broadcast booth because there was a possum living inside the walls at the one, their broadcast booth in Oakland. And like that, it was like the possums are now like invading the press box and stuff. It's getting pretty bad. It it is bad. And they had the flood of like the, the, the sewage that came up. Yeah. 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 I'll just tell you guys, uh, I I was in Oakland a lot in the last uh, two seasons that the Raiders were moving and it was, it was sad. You know, and it's sad to see teams leave communities. But, you know, listen, the Warriors wanted to get to San Francisco. It's a much sexier market. It's where a lot of money is. The Raiders got out of there because they didn't have the money to build their own stadium. And it took the Bank of America and the state of Nevada to build that stadium for them. And the A's got the same trouble, man. I feel bad for Oakland fans because you lose three, your three, three major sports teams in what a couple years. Yeah. And Vegas is going to end up getting all four. They're going to get because right. they're going to get the NBA. It's no going to be Seattle and Vegas, the next expansion. So, all right, right well, it's going to be the Las Vegas Lebrons, I think. Right, George, isn't that the yeah. name of the new team, the Las Vegas Lebrons? I, I, I don't think it'll be the Las Vegas Lebrons. Do you think um, Lebron is going to make the Sacramento Kings give him his name, and it's going to become the Las Vegas Kings Lebron team, and Sacramento's going to have to change their name to the Cowbells or something? I, I, I don't. I don't think that will be the case either. Okay, just wondering. Yeah. Maybe they'll be like the Monstars. That was a bad joke. Yep. <laughs> All right. Yep. <laughs> last, last one here is just for you, Cappy. All right. Because you know nobody really knows whether Tom Brady is truly retired from football, including Brady himself, apparently. Because earlier today he had a chance to provide a little clarity, but he didn't. He was speaking at a business conference and was asked a simple and direct question. Is there any chance you're coming out of retirement and playing for the Finns? And here's what he said. I will say, now that I'm not affiliated with any team anymore, and even though I have strong um, ties with a couple teams, um, I do have some friends on the Dolphins that I really like. So uh, I wouldn't say I necessarily root for them all the time, but I root for my friends to do well, and several of them play for my Mm -hmm. So a complete non-answer there from Tom Brady do you think that he's going to stay unretired? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? I'm going to say I think, believe it or not, as much as this pains me to say, I actually think Tom Brady is going to stay retired. Yeah, I'm going to swipe right, I think. Or maybe left, maybe I'll swipe left. Yeah, I just think he's going to stay retired. I think he's talking on at business conferences now because that's what retired guys like him do get paid a lot of money to but show up to these just, kinds of events why not just be like now nah, yeah my football days are over ha, ha, ha. you know like why why not just say that because you know you get eight weeks 10 weeks 12 weeks into the season and Tua gets hurt again and the dolphins call and brady comes and picks it up in week 12 maybe could that be could that yeah happen? i think he stays retired too i i think he's done and god help us all if he has to come no, back no. out of retirement. No, no, The dream is is that Brady comes back and does play for the Dolphins. Oh, no. Leads the Dolphins to the Super Bowl. No. And now you have this terrible conflict because you hate Brady, but you love your Dolphins. 
I don't really love them like I used to. I understand that, you know, sometimes you move away and you don't love them quite the same, but come on. I mean, honestly, like... If they were running to the Super Bowl, you'd be into it. Let me tell you something. When I was a young talk show host, Mm -hmm. post-Dan... I mean, I started right when Dan Marino retired. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was my guy, Mm -hmm. okay? I just... Listen, Dave Wanstead still won't talk to me to these days, okay? like Understandable. I mean, you know, I What'd said. What'd you say some, about him? What'd you say? You, man, why, I said why a lot were you of so stuff. mean? S- stuff that I probably would never say now um, because I'm a grown person, mm-hmm. but I was 20 something years old and was trying to be like loud and obnoxious, right? Um, Unlike right now where you're neither of those two things. I'm loud and obnoxious in a different way, though. Oh, okay. Because I'm loud and more- obnoxious, too. With a more caring tone is uh-huh. what I would say. Except for when you uh, tell people to go to hell. That, well, that's... but that's also ch- tongue-in-cheek. But oh, it's nonetheless, not. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't really want people to go to hell. I mean, I mean unless you... they're not compassionate to AD. Right. Those people definitely should go to hell. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and even if they are compassionate to AD and not compassionate to Kawhi, they can also go to hell. So anyway, um, yeah, like I – I mean, I, I – I st- much like Tom Brady, I know a lot of people there, right? I have friends at that organization. So I kind of root for those people, but, you know, I, I, I don't love them the way I loved them when I was growing up watching Dan Marino. No, I understand that. I don't listen. actually, I'm telling you, the only team that still has that in my heart is the Hurricanes. All the other ones are just like, meh, I root for people I know there. Yeah, that's it. Well, I feel you on that, but. It would be fun to see Tom Brady go be the quarterback of the no, Dolphins. Yeah, no more. come no on, more Tom Brady. No more. Well, I actually would like to see Tua make it through a whole season healthy. Yeah, I would too. I, I'm rooting for Tua, and if you're not rooting for Tua, you know what you can do? Tell me. Go to hell. Oh, come on. I mean, cool doesn't want to root what for a, Tua. He's adorable. A, that kid. What a what a brash, obnoxious, loudmouth, young radio talk show host you are. You know who's also adorable? Tell me. Blake Harris. Oh, he is adorable. Now that kid. he should not go to hell. And he's going to join us, our Dodger insider, in two minutes. But, of course, Radio Tinder is brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala, award-winning small-batch premium sippy tequila made for the finest mature agaves. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sit down on cap with you here. Where's Blake Harris's music? I was grabbing Blake. I'm sorry. Oh. You know, Blake has this video that he puts out all the time on Twitter that cracks me up. Do you know the video I'm talking about, George? Yeah. Where it's like this guy playing this DJ thing with, like, bottles, and he's got his boys in the background. Yeah. I, if you go must... to his Twitter, at Blake H. Harris, you see it every time the Dodgers win. That There's got to be a backstory. Cause that video hey, wait, wait. cracks me not, up. Wait, okay. wait, you not here? Were you not here the day he just talked about this recently? No, I don't remember. No, no. The no. Dodgers also didn't win, guys. Just saying. I know, but it's still his music. I got you, Blake. Um, we could do it on the way out. What is um, the backstory? There's a backstory on this video. Right, What's the deal? Blake, Who are these three g- characters? G- give us the cliff notes because since you've already told this story at length the last time you were on, but I didn't hear it. Yeah, so first off, George, he thought it was me in the video, which to his surprise, it actually, unfortunately, wasn't me. But essentially, the story is about two years ago, my girlfriend just, she sends me funny videos all the time. She sent me this video of these guys DJing. And that night after the Dodgers won, I was like, you know what, let me post this video of these random guys just DJing it up. And the video took off. And the next day, the Dodgers won another game, and people were saying, where's the DJ video? Where's the DJ video? And 
I guess the legend was born. So, yeah, Scott, I, I talked with George about this a couple of weeks ago. I did my investigative journalism in regards to the situation. And apparently these guys are major, major superstars over in Europe. No way. So I know that one guy, the guy in the middle, he has millions and millions of followers. So I'm going to do what I can to hit him up. I'm going to touch up on my French and I'm going to message him on Instagram asking him to recreate the video with his boys wearing Dodgers gear. That is my number one goal for the season to make happen. We're going to make it happen at some point. I love it, man. This video cracks me up every time I see it. Uh, so, okay, hey, listen, last night, Dodgers and Mets and the Scherzer situation, where the Scherzer situation, where he comes back to L.A. and gets kicked out of this game and now suspended for 10 games. And what cracked me up, George and Blake, was after the game where Scherzer is pleading his case and he's telling the media, I told the, the umpires, I swear on my kid's life I'm not cheating. As if the umpires are going to be like, hey, look, I mean, he swears on his kid's life. I mean, clearly the guy's not cheating. Blake, what would you think about what happened with Max Scherzer last night? Yeah, so I was at the game yesterday watching this go down, and, you know, I think it was the third inning. There was like a lengthy delay, and, they were checking his glove, and you're thinking, okay, that's a little bit interesting how they're checking the glove. And he comes back out for the fourth inning, and they're inspecting it again. And then you just see Max Scherzer absolutely lose his mind. You know, he's throwing his tantrum. And I'm thinking, what, what the hell is going on here? And then, yeah, following the game, he's like, I swear on my kid's life, it was rosin, it was sweat. Max Scherzer, I mean, this is a guy that's been around for 20 years. He's been one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. He's still really good this year. I don't think he would go out of his way to get a leg up on the Dodgers, especially considering some of the names in that lineup yesterday. I don't think he needed any extra uh, substance to uh, give him an edge. So baseball, they said that whatever was on his hands was sticky, stickier than usual, but I I don't get it. I, I think Max Scherzer got screwed by this entire thing. Wow. All right. How about that, Georgie? Screwed by this whole thing. I, I mean, mean Bill, Pl- Bill Plaschke believes that he's uh, a cheat. That's what he wrote today in the LA Times. Yeah. And if he was pitching for the Dodgers, he'd say it was the umpire's fault, you know? Wow. <laughs> are, are you taking a shot at Plaschke? Just saying that's the way it is. It's like if he played for the Dodgers, he'd defend him. Now that he played for the Dodgers, didn't really deliver when he got traded to the Dodgers and then left for the money to the Mets and then comes back to the Dodgers and this all happens, it becomes a very easy target, don't you think? I would Makes never sense. besmirch Bill Plaschke the way you just did. Well, that's me. What can I tell you're you? A besm- you're a besmircher. That's right. I'm a, I'm a Plaschke besmircher. Yeah. Uh, Blake, um, Mookie Betts at shortstop? I mean, this seems pretty dire. Well, uh, when you're down to your fifth string shortstop, I guess all hands on deck. So Dave Roberts said the other day that uh, Mookie Betts could see some time at shortstop. He takes reps there every day, and apparently he's chomping at the bit to uh, play the position. So obviously Miguel Rojas on the injured list. Chris Taylor dealing with a bit of an injury. And you got a couple minor league guys that are up right now. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Mookie Betts get a start or two there. And let's be real, with how good Mookie Betts is everywhere you put him, he would probably be a really good defensive shortstop as well. So something we, we could see this weekend. I'm literally just sitting here trying to like envision what Mookie Betts would look like it's short. I can see him in right. I can see him at second. Um, I, you know what? I would take the shot. What the heck? You know, he's your best player all around, best athlete all around, fastest guy. If he can play second, you know what? Screw it. Let's see what he can do at short. Yeah, I think hey. that's the mindset Dave Roberts has. Hey, if he can play second, screw it. Put him there. It's kind of like that, uh, what was it, like that, that, that Joe Burrow meme from years back. And he's down there somewhere. Screw it. Just throw the ball. I think that's what Dave Roberts is at right now. And he can play. Screw it. Put him in. <laughs> Balake, uh, I see what's going on right now. Dodgers and Cubs, bottom of the first 0-0 game. So uh, we're, we're early in today's action. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, hopefully the Dodgers aren't losing yet because this is an important series for the Dodgers. Obviously, they're below five hundred. Still a little too early to panic, but honestly, they got embarrassed last weekend by the Cubs at Dodger Stadium. 
the Cubs should have swept them. I mean, the Dodgers needed a last-second come-from-behind victory to pull off their lone win of the series. So now they got to go to Chicago four games. The Cubs are looking really good this year so far. I, I didn't think they'd be a potential playoff team, but they're playing the part right now. So hopefully for the Dodgers, they could get back to 500, hopefully get above 500. But they're still dealing with a bunch of injuries. Mookie Betts, he's not in the lineup because he just came back off of the paternity list. But bad news about Will Smith, guys, it sounds like He's not even going to play in this series as he's still dealing with the concussion. And the hope is he returns in Pittsburgh. And by that point, it's already going to be two weeks missed with a concussion. So uh, that's something you never want to see, especially out of your catcher. Missing two weeks of baseball with a concussion, a little scary there. So definitely something to monitor in regards to Will Smith these next couple days. Yeah, and the Cubs, to your point, I mean, the best run differential in the National League right now, I mean, it's it's certainly been very impressive what they've been able to put together considering how bad they were uh, last year. So just a couple of moves here and there uh, have helped them tremendously. Now, in regards to that with the Dodgers, they also have one of the top run differentials in the National League. So I, I believe over the course of a season that more times than not, that is still the best indicator of how good a team actually is. Where do you lie on that to despite them being under 500 early on? It's so tough because I know a lot of people are kind of really in favor of it or they're really against it. With run differential, it's tough because you can have a game where you win 20 to 1, and all of a sudden that just completely you know puts the run differential in your favor. Or again, there could be a game where you lose 20 to 1 and it kind of messes that up. So I, I do like looking at it at least a little bit early in the season because I think early on you're able to see just how teams are doing to start the year. Over the course of a full season, I think there are so many different variances that can happen. I think last season the Dodgers had like one of the greatest run differentials, you know, in the history of baseball. So I, I think it is an interesting little stat to kind of take a look at, but I do think it can be skewed just a little bit. But again, it's a good way to kind of tell just how good a team truly is from top to bottom. Hey guys, we need to because the circle of trust has been suggesting that we do this and I love this idea. We'll wait till the NBA playoffs are done so we can get Sedano's attention, but we got to make a plan to have a night at a Dodger game. And Blake, you can do that whole thing you do where you know you drink a beer for every home run that the Dodgers hit, and we'll see if we can get you another 12 beers this time. Yeah, I will say, if I do the bet again, and it was a yeah, beer for every run the Dodgers score, I am going to have to ask the circle of trust to maybe come together and chip in to get those beers because uh, I was at Dodger Stadium yesterday checking out those prices. It's expensive. I think the cheapest. I think the cheapest beer they have is eighteen bucks. So if oh, the Dodgers wow. drop another, uh, if the Dodgers drop another twelve runs, uh, yeah, I don't know. I might have to have Scott. If Scott subscribes to the Substack and becomes a founding oh. member, maybe the beers will be. Maybe the beers wow. will be on me. But it's, uh, it's a shot. It's a shot. I don't, right there. I don't know how many of those uh, twenty dollars beers I could be putting down out of my wallet. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll do like some crowdfunding sourcing stuff. You know, like we're, we're raising Blake money to, to drink wasted. beers with Blake at Dodger Stadium. Or you could just subscribe to yes. a Substack as a founding member. Mm. Uh, Laura, you said I'm late to the party. Has, has a decision yeah. been made? No, you were just late because Blake and I were at the game yesterday and bet those oh. too. Oh, okay. How you about just, that? You know, we're invited. Yeah. yeah. I guess not. Yeah. Uh, well, Blake. You can people are gonna always follow you on Twitter at Blake H. Harris. Uh, of course, subscribe to the Substack that Scott doesn't yet, and of course. Inside the Ravine is the podcast, and we will send you off with your music. Thank you, as always. We will chat with you soon. I love when the DJs hit their yeah. I love when the DJ hits his fists, you know. And then I like the guy in the back that's just sucking on the beer. And then the one guy grabs the mic. I love this video. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. All right, we gotta go. Bye, Blake. Thank you. Before Cappy does more pelvic thrusts on the radio. It's mm, good. It's a funny We're, video. All right, coming up next, let's get back to the Lakers. The good, the bad, and the ugly from Game 2 and what to expect in Game 3. We'll get to all that coming up next.